Hey there, this is AJ. I'm so glad you've joined us today on Faith for My Generation podcast. I want to remind you that our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word, and our mission is to create a resource of teachings that build strong faith in God. You know, that really is my prayer, that as you hear this message today, that the power of God's Word, anointed by the Holy Spirit, will stir up your most holy faith in Him so that you can be a light and a witness and a testimony of the living God in this earth. I pray that this message will richly bless you and increase you in spirit, soul, and in body. Now, let's get to the message. Turn with me to our main scripture that we've been reading throughout this study, and we'll continue to read. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 is where we're going to start tonight. Hebrews 4, 12 says this, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even through the division of the soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. We're starting there every week during this study because I want you to keep, you know, keep that in your heart and your mind. Just let that renew your mind. The Word of God, our Bible, is the inspired Word of God. It's God-breathed. We're going to see that tonight. We're going to look at that that point that the Word of God is God-breathed. It's not just something that some people might say, well, just, you know, men wrote that down. God used men, but it wasn't just some thought of man that they just decided, ah, I think I'll, you know, write the book of Hebrews. No, 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 no. It was inspired by the living God. And the living Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, moved on holy men of old, and they pinned down what we have here, the Bible. And the Word of God, it is living, it is active, it is full of power, it is full of authority, and it changes and transforms us. It makes us come alive. I want you to put that in the comments as we start tonight. Type in the comments, the Word of God makes me come alive. Put that in the comments section for me. The Word of God makes me come alive. Because the Word of God is living. The Word of God is powerful. The Word of God makes me powerful. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Because the Word gives, the, gives me that revelation of who I am in Christ. And the Word of God will separate the soul and the spirit. It will separate emotions and thoughts with what is true and what's right and where our spirit's at. It will separate the, and in, it will discern or give understanding or give judgment to the thoughts and intents of the heart. You know, the book of Proverbs says for us to guard our heart, for out of it springs, the, springs life, is the well springs of life. Out of it come the issues of life. We have to guard our heart, our spirit. I, I'm putting my hands literally over where my heart's at, but, but what the Bible means by heart is our spirit, who we really are. You know, you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in this flesh body. And we're to guard our heart because out of our heart are all the issues of life. That, that's where we're going to decide how we're going to live, who we're going to live for, whether we're going to take action and live by faith and receive what God has for us. And I believe that you are, I am, and we will. <laughs> Amen. So point number five. The fifth trait that will change your life that we're going to look at tonight is the Word of God is like a lamp. Like a lamp. Like right over here on my shoulder. Right here. Lamp. <laughs> Put that in the comment section. Type that in the comment section. The Word of God is like a lamp. The Word of God is like a lamp. Fifth trait that we're going to see. The Word of God is like a lamp. Now, obviously we have lamps that are more like this, more decorative, and, and it's, you know, put in place in your home so you can see and see well. 
but what we're talking about tonight, the word lamp is probably, in modern day language, we, we probably could say the word of God's like a flashlight, really, the, the more you think about it, because the word of God gives us insight, directs our path, shines light in the darkness so that we can see, so that we can see truth. So we can see what's right and what's wrong. So we can see which way to order our life. So we can see if it's God or not. How many know? I know absolutely. For, for me, when I'm looking out in, in the world, I'm constantly praying this prayer. Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me, because I want to go down the path that you set before me. I know that you order my steps. The Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Lord, I thank you that you're ordering my steps because I don't want to go down a path of darkness. I don't, want to be, I don't want to stumble and fall in darkness. No, Lord, shine your light, the light of your truth, so that I can see clearly, so that I can see what's right, what's true. I don't want to be taken advantage of. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want someone to lie to me or be used by Satan and, and deceive me. And then here I find myself, I wake up and, and I'm in sin or, or I'm in destruction, or someone takes advantage of me. No, I have the Holy Spirit who knows all. He knows everything. And I'm listening, and he's shining his light of truth so that my path can be made clear. That's my prayer. I'm sure that's your prayer as well. The Word of God is like a lamp. Let's look at Psalms 119, 105. You know, this is a really, really common verse. And... uh Probably, I remember memorizing this one in, in children's church. And uh, you, you probably memorized this verse at some point in time. Of course, Psalms 119, it's the longest chapter in the entire Bible. It, it is, it, uh, well, I think it's about, uh, it is 176 verses. Light reading. <laughs> it's probably not the, the chapter in the Bible that you're going to flip open and read real quick before you run out of the house. But let me tell you something. Psalms 119 is a powerful chapter in the, in the Bible because it is the whole thing is about the Word of God. It will give you dozens and dozens and dozens of analogies and illustrations and examples of what the Word of God does in our life. It will show how powerful and alive the Word of God is in the person who hears and does it. And Psalms 119.105 tells us this, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And that's why I make the point that the way we probably think about of a lamp like a decorative lamp or a lamp in a house, isn't quite the lamp we're talking about here. It would be more like, well, my parents have these lamps that are on their uh, fireplace mantle. And I remember, you know, as years gone by when I was living there, of course, growing up, the few times that we had a good snow around here, right? Brother Al's in Pennsylvania. He knows what real snow looks like. And some of y'all probably having moved down here to South Carolina, or maybe you've lived in different parts of the, of the nation, the country, you may have seen real snow. I've not really ever seen real snow, right? A good snow for me is three or four inches. Wow, oh, wow, four inches of snow. But, you know, some of these places, some of these states, they'll get four foot of snow or two foot of snow or whatever. They'll be, they'll be literally snowed in. How many knows in South Carolina, the moment we start seeing white flurries in the sky, people just completely forget how to drive and just start going crazy on the interstates and highways. But I remember growing up, the few times we had a real good snow and the power would go out. Two of my favorite things we got to do. We would build a fire in the fireplace and I would get to sleep in the living room with the fireplace crackling through the night. And the second thing I thought was so fun, I just thought it was the funnest thing in the world. My parents had these oil lamps. You've probably seen them. Maybe you have some you know, a glass bottom or, uh, or aluminum or brass bottom, bottom and it, you will fill up with uh, candle oil, lamp oil, and it would have a wick. That wick's sitting down in that oil, and it would soak up that oil, and it'd have a glass case that goes over top, and of course, you pick up that case, and you light it with a match, and you trim the wick, and you turn it. You can, it has a little dial. You put more wick up, the brighter it gets. You turn the wick down, it'll put it out. 
And I just thought those lamps were so, so cool. And that was one of my favorite things, you know, the few times that happened. And the fire burning in the fireplace, we'd have the oil lamps going. And that's the lamp that the Bible's talking about right here. Your word is a lamp to my feet. It's a lamp to my feet. It's giving me light so I know where to go and a light to my path. That's why I'm saying in modern thought, it would be more like saying the word of God is like a flashlight to my path, a flashlight to my feet and a light to my path. The word of God is this source of light. You know, you can get so messed up. You can get so sideways. Your mind can be so confused. You can be led into so much deception if the Bible's not in your life. If you don't study the Word of God, He's given us His Word to know Him, to know His will, to know who we are, and to know our purpose on, on this earth. The Word of God reveals those truths to us. But if I have a life that's void of this truth, it's like taking a walk. And of course now, with, uh, with the time, coming into the fall months, you know, the sun's coming down a lot sooner. It would be like me trying to take a walk tonight with no light, just outside. My eyes would adjust a little bit, but I'll never see as clearly as I will during the noonday sun. I, people won't see me. It'd be, it would be a bad idea to take a walk down the road with no reflective jacket, no lights, nothing. Because, you know, people aren't looking. And even, even though they have headlights, man, it's, it's hard to see what's up in the front. The Word of God is a strong, powerful, bursting through the darkness light. It is like a flashlight that you flip it on and it, wherever you shine it, it's going to show you what is the right path. You know, the Word of God is a light for your marriage. How am I to be a good husband? The Word of God will light up the path for me being a good husband. How, how am I to be a good godly father? The Word of God will teach me how to be a father. Now, thankfully, a lot of us, I know I do, and you probably do as well, um, but if you don't, you're not at a disadvantage. But I understand a lot of us had good godly examples of parents or, or good godly examples of marriages in our lives that we could see, hey, this is what they did and it worked pretty well for them. But regardless of whether you have a, an experience or not, the Word of God can teach you. How, how am I supposed to win people to Christ? The Word of God is a, a light to my path, a light to my feet, a lamp to my path. It will show me how to win people to Christ. How, how am I supposed to manage money? You know, people... <laughs> They get so caught up when it comes to, to money, especially in the Christian world. They act like it's this taboo thing that shouldn't be talked about. But my goodness, money can cause poor management of your finances can cause so much stress that it would lead to divorce. It can it lead to depression. It can lead to anxiety. People, I mean, people have died just worrying over how they're going to pay bills. But the Word of God will teach me how to manage my financial house. The Word of God will teach me how to manage my life. The Word of God will teach me how to take control of my emotions and my thought life. The Word of God's a light that will light up my path to show how I can receive healing. that How I can be made whole in my body. The Word of God's a light that will show me uh, how, how I can receive the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You know, at the point you get saved, He comes and He, he does a work in you to make you a new creation. But then there's a subsequent act that takes place where he endues you with power. Like Jesus said in Luke 24, you wait here until power from on high comes on you. A power to witness, a power to be bold. The word of God is a lamp and a light that will show me the path to receive that enduing of power again and again. Because we need to continually be baptized with the power of God. Continually have fresh oil come pouring on us from heaven. And the Word of God will show me how to do that. The Word of God will direct my path every time. And I want to tell you this. The Word of God won't lead you down the wrong path. If you know that's true, won't you say amen? <laughs> or type amen. The Word of God's not going to lead me down the wrong path. God's, God wants the absolute best for my life. And His best is not for me to be destroyed to be hurt and harmed. 
He wants to, what did Jesus say? Give me life and give it to me abundantly. He does not want to come and kill and steal and destroy. That's the work of Satan. He wants to give me life, the God kind of life, and give it to me abundantly. And the Word of God is a lamp. It is a light that will direct my path to that abundant life. Life filled with peace. Life filled with joy. Life filled with strength in my body. Strength in my marriage. Life that, it's a lamp that will lead me to a life where my children will serve the Lord all the days of their life. There's no place I can go to get instruction like the Word of God has. Because this instruction, manual, it is perfect. There's not one error in it. And when I submit myself to it, when I believe it, to the point I allow it to grab a hold of my heart and change me, then God accompanies that faith with His power. That's how I know I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Because as I submit and obey and yield myself to be a vessel to Him and say, Lord, this is what Your Word says. I'm going to let it be a light to my path, a light to my feet. I'm going to let it be a lamp to my feet, a, a flashlight on the path of life. And I'm going to walk this path because you've lit it up for me. You, I can see, because of the light that's shining from your word, I can see what's right and what's wrong. And I'm going to go the, along the path you've chosen for me, the path that you said's right. And when you do that, God comes alongside you and empowers you to receive what he has for you. See, this walk of faith, you got to have the word of God because the life we're living is a walk of faith. I want you to see this. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. It's a super short verse, but it's powerful. It keeps your mind and your heart right that when the life we're living, we're not living a life that's based on natural information. Now, there obviously, there's natural information you can learn. You know, there's, there's, you can educate yourself in your skill set, in your career, in your job. That There's natural information to be learned. But everything that we learn naturally should always be founded on this spiritual information of how I am to live and to breathe and move and have my being, as Acts 17 says. Because the life we live is a life of faith. I want you to put that in the comment section. Say, I live a life of faith. I live a life of faith. Or you could put this, I live by faith. I live by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Now notice that. Let's put those two verses that we just read together. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. For we walk by faith, not by sight. I need the word of God to light my path because the path I'm going down is the path of faith. For we walk by faith, not by sight. My eyes, my natural eyes can look out and see the condition of the world. And my natural thought process, my natural eyes, what I naturally see might say, well, I tell you what we need, James, we need a different president. We need a different governor. We need different senators, different congressmen. Uh, we need some, some regulations in the corporate world. We need you know businesses to come in and do this. We need nonprofits to do this. We need all that. And you can go down the natural path. But what is the remedy? What is the solution for the problems of the world? Saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when you receive Jesus as your Lord... You receive salvation by making him Lord of your life, which means, Lord, you're my all. Everything I have is yours. I live for you. 100% sold out. If you say yes, I say yes. You say no, I say no. I don't have an opinion. I'm not going to take that place. You know much more than I do, and I love you too much to ever offend you. Command me, Lord. That's the solution that the world needs. 
It's not natural things because the walk we're walking is the walk of faith. And in order to walk the path of faith, I need the light of the Word of God. As I study His Word, I get more revelation. I get more light of who He is, what His will is, who I am in Him, and what my purpose is on this earth. I want you to see this. Proverbs 6. Proverbs chapter 6. Man, the Word of God is like a lamp. The Word of God is like a lamp. That's powerful. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20 through 23. My son, keep your father's command. Do not forsake the law of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the law a light. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. For the commandment is a lamp and the law is a light. This Proverbs, this portion in Proverbs is showing here, the word of God will direct your path and notice that, verse 21, bind them continually upon your heart, tie them around your neck. Now, naturally, the, the Hebrew people, the Jewish people, they literally would have portions of the Torah, the law, pinned out, uh, written in Hebrew, of course, on these pieces of paper and put them in a little box that would tie them around their arm or they would, it would be tied around in this little box on their head. You can Google it, uh, you know, Hebrew scriptures around the forehead. And it'll be a leather strap with a little box there that they would put portions of the law in it because they took it literally. But even more so, don't let it just be on my T-shirt or be wrapped around my arm or something on a bumper sticker. That's great. You can have scriptures on your screensaver, on your, on, on your computer, on your phone. You can have it on your walls in your house. You can have it on your t-shirts. But if it ain't in your heart, you're missing out on the power of God. But when you get the Word of God, fine, have it on all, the, all those things. That's wonderful. But what te the power, the power of God fills your life when the Word gets on the inside. Bind them continually on your heart. You can wear it on the shirt, but if it ain't on the inside of you, it's not changing you. But once the Word of God is in your heart, wherever you go, it'll lead you. When you roam, they will lead you. These commandments, these laws, these instructions, these words from God will lead you wherever you go. When you sleep, it'll keep you. Because it's a lamp and a light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. It's important. It's important to have the Word of God in your life because it will correct you. It will let you know when you're off the path. The Word of God will let you know if you've gotten off and you've diverged, you've went a wrong way. Have you ever been driving somewhere and you take a wrong turn? Or think about this, the same analogy of light and darkness. Have you ever been driving at night? I've done this many times. I've, I've went to places for the first time, and I would go there at night. And if you told me to go back there during the day, I would have a hard time finding it. Laura's laughing because she's just saying I'd have a hard time finding it in general. She says I'm directionally challenged. <laughs> she said type amen to that. Don't type amen to that. I'm not that directionally challenged. Not if I have a GPS, a map, and a road atlas. <laughs> but if I drive somewhere at night, it's just like it, like it looks different. But maybe you're driving along at night and you miss a turn because it was hard to see. And if you miss one turn, you can end up in a totally different place in town. The Word of God will lead you. And it's a lamp and a light to let you know if you get off path because it says reproofs, rebuke. Hey, you don't need to do that. Hey, the Word of God will speak to you. Hey, you know that's not right. You know that's not correct. You know you shouldn't have said that. You know you shouldn't have treated that person that way. You know you shouldn't think that. The Word of God will rebuke, reprove. It will stop you in your tracks when you're going down the wrong path. Shine the light and say, look, 
This ain't the way you want to go. See, it'll shine that light out at the end of that path. Look, that path you're going down is destructive. You need to get back over on the path of life. The Word of God will do that. Notice this. 2 Peter, I mentioned this when we just got on the broadcast. 2 Peter 1, 19. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed. 2 Peter 1, 19. Which you do well to heed as light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing that this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit's moving on Peter right here to write this to us, telling us this. When you receive the word of God, you don't need to receive it as words of men. It'll do nothing for you. If you just think this is just a collection of things written down by men, it will have no power in your life. If it's just black ink on white paper, if the words of Jesus is just red ink on white paper, it won't change your life. It won't save you. It won't set you free. It won't heal you. It won't bring you to a place of peace and joy. It won't fix your marriage. It won't raise your children in the admonition and fear of the Lord. It won't give you abundant life. But the moment you receive the word of God as a light that shines in a dark place as the word of God that God spoke through holy men of old when they were moved on by the Holy Spirit. When you receive it that way, then you receive it like a light that's shining in a dark place. You get clarity. You get insight. You get vision. You can see. It is no When the word of God comes into your life, and you receive it by faith. Lord, I believe you said that. I believe you purchased that by the blood of Jesus. I receive that. I believe, you know, I was reading that today in Luke, uh, well, John 13 through 17, um, in, my, in just my morning reading this morning, and Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, look, I have to go back to heaven because when I go to heaven, I'm going to send the comforter. God, the Holy Spirit, is going to come, and he is going to fill you fill you with power, teach you all things, and when you need to know something or say something, he will tell you in that moment in time. He'll give you knowledge. He'll give you understanding. He'll direct your path. And in Luke 11, Jesus makes this point. He says, look, ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be open unto you. And he makes this illustration. If you, if you go to your earthly father and ask for bread, does he give him a stone? If a son asks his earthly father for a fish, does he give him a snake or an egg or a scorpion? He says, now how much more will your heavenly father who loves you give you the Holy Spirit when you ask? Uh, when I get that revelation, when I see that word, hey, the Holy Spirit, his power, his might, his instruction, his leading, the indwelling presence of God is my portion that's like flipping on the lights in a dark room. That's right, Brother Al. Feel me too. <laughs> more grace, more Lord, more. It's like walking into a dark room and you flip the switch and, oh wow, I can see. The Word of God is a light in a dark place. The Word of God will show you. You know, in our day and age, so many people struggle with their thought life to the point where millions of people are medicated just to kind of soothe and quiet down their thoughts and their minds and what they think. But the Word of God is a light in a dark place. The Word of God will show you how to have peace in your thought life. Philippians 4 is a master key to being free from anxiety and depression. Philippians chapter 4 Verse 6 tells us to uh, take everything to God in prayer. Bring all of our petitions before the Lord because He desires to fulfill those things. And then it says, verse 7, And the God of peace, you know, the peace of God, which passeth understanding, so I don't have to understand to have peace. The peace of God, which passeth understanding, will fill and secure and guard my heart and my mind. Then practically the Word of God does this. It says, verse 8, Philippians 4, 8, 
Now think on these things. Think on what's good and pure and holy and of a good report and beautiful. Think on these things and then the God of peace will sanctify you, will give you peace. Well, that's a light in a dark room. If I'm having, if my mind can't be settled and I don't have peace in my mind and I'm suffering with anxiety and depression, how do I get free from that? Well, the Word of God is a light that flips on in a dark room and it shows me, oh, I don't need to just like resist thoughts. Oh, I'm not going to think on that. I'm not going to think on that. I'm not going to think on that. No, I need to replace it with something good, something pure, something holy, something beautiful, something that is right and just. I need to think on these things. Think on his word. Think on the goodness of God. Think on something happy. I, the word of God is a light. When I, before I have that knowledge, I'm in the dark. But once I receive revelation from the word of God on how to have a peaceful mind, I'm no longer in the dark. The light has shone and I can see clearly. Now, the word of God is like a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. It will direct you. In fact, Psalms 119, if you're in Psalms 119, uh, that same long chapter, verse 130, I need to read this as well. Verse 130, it says this, the entrance of your word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. The moment the word of God comes on the scene, I get, I get understanding. The moment the word of God tells me a truth, I now have light in a place that was dark. Because remember, the Holy Spirit is the author of this word. And he, as Jesus said, will teach us all things. He will teach us this word. And so all I have to do is fill my heart, fill my mind with this word. Keep reading it, studying it, praying over it, read it, study it, pray over it, read it, study it, pray over it. And it will begin to light up every area of my life because the entrance of the Word of God gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. The Word of God will empower you even if the world sees you as simple. The, the educated minds of the world will not have the vast wisdom and knowledge you have when you have the Word of God. The greatest minds among men will never be as wise as someone who knows the Word of God. They may be able to, to, to do advanced mathematical formulas. They may be able to shoot a rocket to the moon. But if they don't know how to have peace in their heart, how to get to heaven, how to receive the good things of God, they have not tapped, even begun to, begin to, begin, <laughs> begun to get close to the greatest wealth and treasure there is in the earth, which is the Word of God. Which is the Word of God. Notice this, 1 John 1, 5. This is the message which we have heard from Him and declare to you that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. As we live and meditate and walk and obey and consume the Word of God and let, it, let the Word lead us, we're walking in the light. Do you see that? If we're walking in the light, who are we walking with? Verse 7, But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. When I walk in the light of the Word of God, I'm walking with God. And I'm walking with you or anyone else that believes the Word of God. I'm walking with other believers. And we're all walking with God. Ephesians 5, 8 brings that even more clear. It makes it even more clear. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. For you once were in darkness. I was in darkness before Jesus saved me. I was in darkness just like you were in darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. 
For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Notice this, verse 15. But all things that are exposed, revealed, are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest or reveals something is light. Therefore, he says, Awake, you who sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Jesus has given us light through his word. Now, notice this, verse 8. It says, You are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. When you stand in the light of God, it's like a light bulb. The light bulb itself doesn't shine light until you flip the switch and the electricity makes that filament inside the bulb illuminate. The bulb itself, the bulb, the light bulb by itself won't light up a room. But when that bulb is connected to a source of power and you flip the switch, it then shines bright. It shines bright. The Word of God will set you on fire, fill you with power, and you'll be like a light bulb. You'll get turned on, you'll be bright, you'll be lighting up wherever you're at. So not only are you walking in light, you're a light to other people. Not only do you know the truth, but then you are able to tell someone else the truth about anything, how to, how to live, how to get to heaven, how, how to believe the things of God, how to have answered prayer, how to have peace and joy, how to have a strong marriage. The moment you receive light, you now can be light to someone else. Hey, Tayana. Hey, keep listening to this broadcast. The Word of God is going to change your life. I'm believing the best for you. Don't, don't leave. Don't just drop in and leave. Stay here. Keep listening. It's going to change your life. All right. I want you to see this. Six, point number six, we're at a halfway mark. You feeling it? You feeling good? I'm feeling good. And tonight, Dad, I just want you to know, I'm not going to do five closings tonight. I'm only going to do maybe three closings. I'll probably just do two or three closings. I'm not going to do five or six. I, I mean, I'm not that long-winded. <laughs> the six, sixth trait of the Word of God. I know some of y'all are laughing right there, right there. We love you, AJ, but you're a little long-winded. Am I? No, I'm not long-winded. No, don't tell me that. Sixth trait of the Word of God that will change your life. The Word of God is like gold. G-O-L-D. <laughs> Three AJ... <laughs> I hear you, Dad. Three AJ closings equals at least five. Normal closings. My One of my closings is two of any other man's closings. I like that. I, I take that as a compliment. The Word of God is like gold. Put that in the comment section. Type that out. That's point number six. The sixth trait that we have uncovered, that we have discovered, that we will see how it would change our life. The Word of God is like gold. The Word of God is like gold. The Word of God is like gold. Now, you might think, wow, hmm, how, how is that so? Well, you're in the right place if that's the question you're asking. Because Psalms 19 is going to show us how the Word of God is like gold. Psalms 19, verse 7 is where we're going to begin. The law of the Lord is perfect. Psalms 19, 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure. Look, here it is again. That light's here again, even in this point. Enlightening the eyes. Verse 9, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Verse 10, more to be desired, the word is, are they than gold. Yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. And in keeping them, there is great reward. In that, that passage of scriptures in Psalms 19, you can see a couple things. You could actually make a list if you wanted to. Let, let's look at it. Verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect. 
it converts the soul. It will save you. The Word of God brings you to a saving knowledge of God. It brings you to a saving knowledge that you can believe on Jesus. In Romans chapter 10, you know, 1017 is an often quoted verse that says, by, you know, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. But if you go verses before that, the whole point is the Word of God, you know, faith comes by hearing the Word of God. The whole point is someone needs to speak the Word of God so that people can hear the Word of God so they can have faith to believe. Someone needs to hear the name of Jesus so that they can call on the name of Jesus and be saved, Romans 10, 13. Someone needs to hear the word of faith, Romans 8, uh, 10, verse 8, so that they can believe in their heart that Jesus is the risen Son of God and confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord so that they might be saved. You've got to be able to hear it to receive it. The word of God, the word of God is perfect. It saves the soul. It's sure. It makes the simple wise. The statutes of the Word of God, they're correct. They make your heart rejoice. The commandment, again, law, statute, commandment, it's just a different name for the Word of God. So we could say the Word of God is pure. It gives light to the eyes. The Word of God is clean. It lasts forever. The Word of God is right and true and righteous altogether. And the Word of God is to be desired more than gold. Yes, fine gold. Because verse 11, the Word of God warns us, and when we keep the Word of God, there's a great reward. I want you to hear that, attach that verse 11 to verse 10. The Word of God is to be desired more than gold because it warns us, and those that keep it receive a great reward. The Word of God is, not what it should be, the Word of God literally is more valuable than all the gold in the world. The Word of God is more valuable than all the money added up in the world. The Word of God is more valuable than all the Bitcoin all the cryptocurrency, the Dogecoin. It's more valuable than all the silver and platinum and rubies and gold and silver and precious metals and stones. The Word of God is the most valuable possession you can have on this earth because it's, it'll clean you up. It'll perfect you. It'll strengthen you. It'll lead you. It'll guide you. It will make you wise in every area of your life. It will save your soul and it will give you a great reward. Now, literally, I want you to think about this. We just had a young lady. I hope she's still watching. She was asking about, you know, dropping in, asking some, for some help. She may genuinely need that. And I hope you are still watching. And I hope this is blessing you because here's the truth of it. Though in a situation, if you're in a tough situation, whoever's listening to this, you find yourself in a tough, tough, tough situation. You may need some immediate help from someone to help you. I understand that. But until you remedy the root of your problem, if you only address symptoms, you'll never eliminate the problem in your life. Think about this. Well, you know, that, that person, they just, they just, oh, they get under my skin. Is it, is it that that person gets under your skin or you refuse to allow the Holy Spirit to bear the fruit of self-control in your life? Well, I wouldn't say those things, but they just push me to the limit. Why do you have a limit that they can push you to? If you only address symptoms, let's keep on going practically. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. You may need some immediate help so you don't get kicked out of your house this month. But if every month you're at the point of, I gotta, something's got to happen. I'm about to be kicked out of this home. Something's got to change. You've got to get to the root of your problem. And the Word of God will literally give you instruction in any area of life so that you can root out the problem. Because if you only address symptoms, you'll constantly be going from one prayer petition, one 
uh, need of help, one asking for this and that. And again, I'm not making fun of anyone. I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I'm trying to help you. If you never address the problem and only address the symptoms, you won't get to this place of great reward. The Word of God will address the problems in your life. Let's think about this with money. The Word of God's like gold. Okay, is that just a poetic saying, AJ, or do you really mean that? I mean that if you have the Word of God and you take action on the Word of God, it will be more valuable to you than any source of money. Now, obviously spiritually because it takes you to heaven. Soulishly because it will buy you things you can't buy with money. But let's just talk practically for a second here. Think about this. If you act on the Word of God concerning money, the Word of God's like gold. We'll go with that. What does the Word of God tell you to do? It tells you to be a tither and a giver. As long as you're a tither and a giver, you will never have greed in your heart. You can't be generous and greedy. All right, that just eliminated any possible threat of greed in my life. As long as I've got a flow of giving going out, greed's not going to be in my life. All right, let's think about something else here. If you do what the Word of God says to do, you're going to save money. Only a foolish man spends everything he makes. You're going to have some set aside. You're going to invest. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 11 says, cast your bread out onto the water. Seven different ways, because you don't know which way will bring back to you. You're going to invest. You're going to plan for the future. The Word of God tells us to store up choice oil and riches and treasures for not just our children, but our grandchildren. A righteous man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. The Word of God tells us to budget. Jesus said, no one does anything unless they're a fool. Only a fool starts a building project without first sitting down and counting the cost. I'm going to count the cost. If you just, and the Word of God also says, the borrower is enslaved to the lender. Okay, so I'm going to avoid debt. If you just do those things, give, avoid debt, make a budget, save, invest, plan for the future, it will change your life. And it will be more valuable than someone dropping off some gold at your front porch. Because someone giving you gold, though it may purchase some things for a time, it won't solve the problem. But if you've got knowledge you can go get the gold again and again and again. Now, that's, you know, practically. The Bible is the most practical instruction manual I have ever read. There is no better success book available out there. And that's the, that's the key. That's what's so powerful, and that's what makes the Word of God so priceless. Because it gives you wisdom. It literally gives you wisdom from God. Do you know anyone more wise than God? I don't. He knows all things, and he gives me instruction. He knows all things, and he tells me how to live my life. This is why the Word of God's like gold, because it is valuable. It is precious it has a value and a worth that is very, very costly. Now, I want you to see this. Proverbs 3, Proverbs 3, we're coming to a close. Close number one. You should hear Laura right now. She's going, mm-hmm, I know, close number one. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 3. 13 through 18. Proverbs 3, 13. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds, wisdom's proceeds, are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies and all the things you may desire cannot compare to her. Length of days 
is in her right hand, in the hand of wisdom. And in her left hand, riches and honor. Her ways are ways of plentiness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her and are happy, all who retain her. The wisdom that is in the Word of God, look at this. It's better than silver or gold, rubies, anything you can desire. Verse 16, in the wisdom of God is the length of days. It's literally giving this illustration in your mind. Wisdom is called, for whatever reason, in the book of Proverbs, the Holy Spirit saw it fit to use her, the feminine pronouns for wisdom. I'm sure all the ladies are saying, well, amen, brother. I mean, if you're going to talk about wisdom, you're going to have to talk about a woman, right? <laughs> don't, don't go too far with that now, sisters. Don't get lifted up in pride. But the Word of God says, wisdom, here she is, wisdom. And in her right hand, length of days, long life. Left hand, riches and honor. See, some people, they want the long life. They try to figure out how to get the long life. Now look, you need to do practically good things for your body. But when it's all said and done, the strength of your life will be made long on the earth by the power of God, by the Spirit of God living inside of you. People are chasing long life. People are chasing riches and honor. They want riches. They want fame. They want honor. They want to be accounted, uh, accounted worthy. But if you get wisdom, you get length of days, you get riches and honor. Why chase the lesser? Why chase gold when you can have something more valuable than gold? Her ways are plenteous and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life and happy are all those who retain her. The Word of God is like gold because it purchases. It purchases things for you that can't be bought by money. Man, that's what gets me excited. I made a list of this. Again, thinking about gold, the reason gold is valuable is because if I have gold or money or currency, whatever, I can exchange it for something, right? I can exchange it for food for home, for a car, for clothing, for a trip to Disney World, whatever. I can exchange it for things. But gold can't buy a clean conscience. Gold can't buy a pure heart. Gold can't buy joy, peace. It can't buy answered prayers. The Gold can't buy the power of the Holy Spirit. Gold can't buy strength, health, safety. Gold can't buy children. Gold can't buy love, wisdom, or your way to heaven. But the Word of God will buy you a clean conscience, pure heart, joy, peace, answered prayer, the power of the Holy Spirit, strength, health, safety, children. Bring children to your family. Praise God. Love, wisdom, and will buy your way to heaven. The Word of God will purchase those things for you. Understand the analogy I'm making. The Word of God will give you access to those things. The Word of God will give you access to those things. We've got some visitors on here. Wow, wonderful. Hey, Reggie, glad you're joining. This is what's going to change your life. Replay this 10 times over and then see what happens. Amen. The Word of God is like gold because it will purchase what you need. It will buy the things that you need. Things that gold can't buy. Now, I had one closing. We finish here. Proverbs 20, 25-2. We have to finish here. I'm out of notes. Proverbs 25, verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. Amen. I receive it too, Brother Al. Length of days, long life, riches, and honor. I receive it too. Proverbs 25, 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings 
is to search out a matter. The Word of God is like gold. How do you get gold? God has deposited in the earth gold and silver, diamonds, oil, platinum, precious metals, copper, all these different resources. Where are all those resources? In rock, in the earth, in the dirt, in mountains, in riverbeds. You know, you think about the gold rush that was in the United States of America in the late 1800s. They all went to California and then Alaska. And there's gold up in them there hills. There's gold in the mountains. But how do you get that gold? you got to dig for it. You're going to have to dynamite and you're going to have to blow up. <laughs> you're going to have to dynamite and blow up all those rocks and get in there and you'll find that gold stuck in there. The Word of God is like gold. If you leave it right here, if you leave it covered clothes over here, and don't approach it, well, it's going to be just as valuable to you as gold in, mount, in the mountainside. We know it's over there, but I have no access to it. But the moment you begin to dig, read it, study it, pray over it, think about it. Lord, what do you mean when you say this? Exactly, Lord, can you, give me understanding. What do you mean when you said this? Read it again. Study it again. Speak it out loud. Begin to see who God is. Begin to see who you are in Christ. You speak it. You think about it. You meditate on it. You write it down. You memorize it. At that point, you're mining the depths of this treasure. And just like you got to go in and mine the gold out of a mountainside, you got to go into the Word. You don't just let it be the, a coffee coaster. It'll do nothing for you. But once you begin to read it, love it, memorize it, speak it, sing it, pray it, it will purchase invaluable, priceless, heavenly treasure. And that gets me excited. Hey, I'm thankful that you joined me tonight. Hey, Alexis, glad you're on tonight. If you enjoyed this, let me know. Give me a thumbs up. Give, give, me, uh, give me something. Encourage me, people. Come on now. <laughs> if you've been enjoying this teaching, I hope you have been. Let me know. But even more so, join me next Thursday at 8 p.m. This was our third session. We have three more to go, part four, five, and six. And we're going to pick up two more next week. What are those two traits that will change your life in the Word of God? You're going to have to come next week and find out. But I know this. I'm sure Sydney will remember next week what this week's was, which was the Word of God's like a lamp and the Word of God's like gold. Hey, if you haven't shared the broadcast, before you get off tonight, go ahead and share it for us. Uh, there's a lot, so many people get, get on there and they'll watch the replays. They'll see it in their timeline throughout the night, tomorrow. It, I mean, we're constantly getting people connecting with us, which is what we want, right? We want, we're not selfish. We want what has done, what God has done in our lives and changed our lives to happen for people that are in this city, in this town, in this county, state, in our nation, across the earth. We want to make famous the name of Jesus. And something as simple as just sharing this broadcast or any other of those that you watch, uh, it actually makes a big, big difference for us. Hey, again, if you ever want to go back, you can always see these on Facebook. They're on YouTube. Subscribe to Gospel Tabernacle channel on YouTube. If you prefer podcast version, I, most of everything I listen to is on podcast form. You can find us there. Anywhere you get podcasts, Gospel Tabernacle Church, just search for it. It'll have our name with a corner of a Bible in the uh, image on the podcast channel. As well, you can subscribe to my personal podcast channel, Faith for My Generation. Faith for My Generation is my personal podcast platform. There's going to be a lot more coming under that as well. It's just a digital outreach ministry um, that I'm building out over time. Either, either of those places, you can catch this replay. Hey, I'm so thankful you joined me tonight. And before you go, I want to bless you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. You're so kind. You're so merciful. You're so loving. 
You're so gracious. We love you. We're thankful for the blood of Jesus that cleanses us, makes us clean, makes us pure, makes us holy. We're thankful for your goodness, God, that it has truly touched and impacted and changed our lives, God. We're thankful for your word because you have set your word above your name. You will fulfill your word. You will never let it return void. And we believe what you've spoken. We believe what you have spoken. We receive it by faith. In Jesus' name, if you agree, why don't you type amen in the comment section. And I will see you next time. Hey, I want to say thank you for joining me on this episode of Faith for My Generation podcast channel. Please do us a favor. Leave a five-star review. It helps us get this message of the gospel and the word of God out in front of more people. It really does help. And until next time, remember, we are the faithful. God bless.